cliffcentral.com You know, when uh, I hear people talk about new age Kwaito, I, I, I get a bit finicky. I don't like it. Because Kwaito, in my mind, is this. Like, I mean, this was the golden age of Kwaito. This is when everyone decided, you know what, I'm going to be the best Kwaito musician in the country. And Gabelo is a great example of such. The ad libs are so easy, man. You just went in, you just came from wherever, or woke up from whatever, and you yeah. came into the studio, and the energy was natural. It was authentic. It was beautiful. That is it what Kwaito just... is. It's authentic, original, South African. It's only here, bro. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it can't be faked. It can't be duplicated. It can't be moved to some other place. It, it was just, it was just so natural. It sounded as if. For me, Guaito will always go down as the soundtrack of the hood till this day. No doubt, no doubt. It had to be part of your upbringing, part of your your growth, man. Having lived in that space, having heard album shows, uh, not shows, I mean, yeah, Uh, umdu, yeah, um, TKZ, like that whole era of Mapaputi. Mapaputi, the (laughs) classic. Man, Man, I saw him yesterday. He was on one of the programs on SABC3 yesterday. Yeah, no. That guy is legendary. Legendary. And, yeah. and, and I mean, a lot of people gave him the nickname the Buster Rhymes of South African yeah. Guaito because, I mean, he was the first one to pitch up with a different kind of flow. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. No, one, no, one, no one jumped on Guaito like that. During the, during the original Guaito era, that's when our cars went vroom, vroom, and not yeah. skr, skr. Yeah. <laughs> when she goes skr, skr, you know she's too young for you or yeah. he's too young for you. That's yeah. how you know that's the difference sure. right there. I yeah. totally agree. That it's, culture, cult, um, Kwaito was yeah. actually a culture. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. It I was just hope movement. and wish that one day we'd reconnect with that culture and and have a good time again. Do you know what I think it is? Yeah. Um, last year when we got the opportunity to sit down with Nikki B. Uh, actually, let's do this first and foremost. Welcome to the show. Like, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just, just started. <laughs> we just started. Like. Welcome to the show. Uh, you, you, you are now in the company of these three. Colorful individuals My love monkeys The squad is back The, the squad is back the Can you believe it? The squad is fucking back <laughs> You know what I, if, 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 Because it's such a glorious occasion I don't want to have a moment of silence Yeah It's like the opposite of silence right now Yeah so, We can't Yeah We can't have silence Welcome right to now. it Welcome to it It is 20-something on cliffcentral.com uh, I am just another cool kid Or Jack for short Uh I'm also joined by Miss Londi Sam. How are you doing, Londi? I'm great, Jack. How are you? Fantastic. What a man. lovely week. What it oh What man. a lovely week. What We're a gonna productive get into that. week. We're gonna get into that in yeah. a second. But uh I am more than happy. I am overjoyed to welcome back my brother in arms. Yeah. Mr. Nelvin Given Man. How are you doing, Nell? Girls that wear chokers want to get choked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nell Van Given gives good strokes. Yes. Because okay. he's not a being, he's a heavenly body. There we go. There we go. What's hey. up? The monkey's back. He's yeah, back. man. <laughs> he's back. Like, do you know we didn't have it's anyone to, to do that every week? Like, you haven't been around for a while. For a while. For a while. Yeah. You know? Thank you for coming back. Uh, I, your hand looks—it's horrific. I've ruined my hand, so oh. there's that going on. But hey, yeah. it's all good, man. Just one day at a time, you know. One day at a time. Yeah. All right. Um, just to freak out people, I'm gonna tweet the picture you sent me of your hand <laughs> after the accident. You must see it now. I don't want to see really it now. Now it's really scary. Now it's it's really bad. The the, the backside of it. Yeah. Um, the the steel rods that they put in to balance my finger because that was just okay. Nearly came off, essentially. Yeah. 
So the steel rods are on the outside of my hand. Okay. So it's quite, I sort of look like uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Wolverine type. Wolverine. So that's where I am right now. No, good time. You know I like how he gives himself names. Yeah. Why not? Okay with it. Like. <laughs> no, I think you're more like Wolverine because of your hair and the beard. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands didn't have a beard. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he was Caucasian, so that's that as well. And besides, Wolverine can't die. I think that's just badass. I'm never gonna die, people. <laughs> I'm after gonna that, after that, there's yeah. no way. You know, I'm that kid that doesn't get sick often. For sure. But when something bad does happen, it's, it's an event. Yeah. It's like fill up the dough. <laughs> that guy is sick. It happened. He, he it's, an occasion. To, it's an occasion. You need to celebrate. So uh, that's how that happened. Look, hospital visits aren't fun. So you avoiding them is a good thing, I think, personally. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, pray that they get out soon and get out uh, healthier. For sure, for sure. Mm. Ah, right. We were talking about Kwaito before we mm. had to, you know, <laughs> uh, get back to the fact that we are hosting the show. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kwaito music, man. It's it, this whole new age Kwaito versus Wada Wada. I think that is something that should die. Uh, plus, when you look at South African music at this point in time, uh, we sat down with Nikki B last year, um, and she pointed out the fact that if you have trap as your instrumental. You rapping in Vinak on top of it does not make it South African. True. It's, it's, that is so true. It's just you sampling something from somewhere else and then putting in a little South African flavor. I saw a music video by I'm sure so this morning. Yeah. Just ran, just put that out there. That was weird for me. <laughs> which which, which one? Um, <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. It's, so, it's such a strange experience. I was like, no, but this is, wow. I don't know how, I, did, I don't know how, I still don't know how to feel about it right now. But maybe it'll grow on me as time goes on. It's odd. She looks you, different, and she's like, ah. I I think I think when when it comes to Mshosa, it it was a, a case of the song being bigger than they they expected. I mean, when they put out most Mokogis talk, they didn't mm. think it would take over the country like mm. that. I mean, she was. For the lack of a better term, she was our Nicki Minaj, you know, and it was. Let's once see, that pops, let's see what how, what is going to happen if we put this one out. Yeah, I and mean, then it blew everybody's mind. It's like the one day you can walk down the street without being bothered, like no one really noticing you, and then the next day you can't even catch a taxi, yeah. nothing, you know. So maybe it was a case of that, and plus her life has been, you know, somewhat tumultuous. You know, uh, the marriages, the skin bleaching, the you know. So when you factor in all of those things, ah, it's it's it can it can be a bitter pill to swallow. I suppose let's be happy for the experience that we had and uh, see what comes next. Very true. Do you, do you guys think it's possible for 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 Kwaito to actually come back? Is it possible to be re, for Kwaito to be resuscitated? I think for me personally, it's going to take someone to. Not be afraid. I feel like musicians nowadays are extremely afraid of trying something new, you know? Mm. And because everyone knows what makes money and what sells, everyone's going to do that. Mm. But I think the people we should be looking out for are the people that are working outside of that, you know? Maybe we don't need old Kwaito to come back. We need a new, you know, a more authentic sounding variation of what we know as Kwaito, I think. Can someone explain to me why we have so many people in this country, right. so many employed, highly paid individuals in this country that are not doing their work? Do you know how the hell did we get here? Uh, it's it's such a mind-boggling thing. 
He's it, adult so weird <laughs> It is so weird You sit there And you watch news Day in and day out And you're like But how? How is it that No one is doing What they're supposed to be doing? How is it even possible? Do you know what I discovered? Trying to answer those questions is the root of insanity. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, oh, you, you, you find, I mean, there's so many things that we could, all of us right now, could point out something that should be common yeah. sense, yeah. but is not. You know, and we're talking about major things that could ultimately affect you and I, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and my personal opinion is that the people that sit in those high rise, in those high rise buildings and at the top and whatnot. Yep. I feel like they spend too much time up there. They don't really know the inner workings of nope, what happens they don't. on the street no, level. They don't. So it's 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 pretty difficult for them to put themselves in uh, you know, the general public's shoes mm. because they haven't been part of the general public for a very long time. It's so tiring. It's so frustrating to be living in. I think, you know, someone said this country needs a vacation. <laughs> like, I couldn't agree more. If I we, couldn't agree more. If, if we could find a plane big enough. <laughs> you know, you know. I think we would do it. Guys, the 24 million heist. Oh, yeah. tumble. Yeah. I have my Someone called it A conspiracy theory I'm like But guys What did you expect The 17 million people What, what did you expect There are mm-hmm. 17 p- million people Who could Who are potentially Not gonna have their grants On the 1st of Yep April April Yeah yep. Does Isn't it strange That <laughs> Such happens in, in, in OR Like I mean What did you expect You are taking These places right now No but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. thinking I, I just I just had a, a thought I'm like But it doesn't It, it makes sense to me right. is. <laughs> No okay What if the 24k Is going to 24 million Is going to be used For carrot. Woo Here's my for question. For the, the fricks. No, okay. Because, I mean, that, that heist was too clean. Like, it's written <laughs> higher power all over it. <laughs> okay, here's my question, right? Like, oh, you no. decided to connect dots in your mind, right? It, it's just my I love opinion. It, it's right? just I love you it. Took, you took current affairs and you molded it into your own little... Then, my question would be, who's behind it? If those two things are connected, who's behind the heist? All I'm saying There is in higher power All over it That's all I'm saying A very big Nietzsche On You know That contract There is There is But think of it Think of it like that I mean It just makes sense To me We need more of you We need more Londy minds Right And it seems a lot of things Are happening around Or Tambo Today in fact There was a A strike By meet the taxi owners Yeah and they want Uber gone Like Uber must shut now You know And to me Like it's, it, it, it puts me in two positions I don't know where to stand on this issue Because on the one side We look at meet to taxis and say Well you heard about Uber and such kind of services Why didn't you migrate mm. into a place Whereby you could compete with Uber at least Yeah uh, Why didn't you upgrade your stuff on your side But at the same time it's like how many people use those kind of metered taxis and did they have the infrastructure and the money that Uber has? Because Uber is an international company. Yeah. So how do they compete? But at the same time, are they being big babies? That's where I'm stuck. It's, it's, it's hard to, to, to strike a balance in, into the two because I just feel like, ah, 
they are being babies. <laughs> big, big babies. They are. Because, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. You, you knew there was, there was change. Change happened. And why didn't you follow through? Or at least, Come up with a different way you know, of doing business. Yeah, to, to, to actually compete with those people. But you sat there and you're like, nah, I'm good. And you were so complacent about it. And when things start to happen, you make noise about it. But why? Hey, people got to eat. People have got to eat. Straight up, man. That's it's it's the end of the day. Simple. People have to eat, and you yeah, can't man. blame them for wanting to eat because the, the the system is created in such a way that some of us won't eat, and all of us, some of or others, will eat all the time. Yeah, that's the system. So you can't blame people for wanting to eat, man. Yeah, you can't. You can't. All right. Uh, so this this has been a very interesting week. I will say that. Uh, a lot of things have happened this week. Can I just, as as a Barcelona fan, can I just have this moment? Are you also going to oh, do this now? You, I, I, really? I, I, I mean, it, we're only on air on Fridays. So you, the game you was are, on Wednesday. You are one of those people who actually yeah. convinced themselves that those penalties were actually legit. Okay, look, look, look. look <laughs> no, I'm look. just asking you one here's, of them. Here's what I'm going to say. A simple yes or no would do, no, hey? No, a simple yes or no is not going to cover the answer, okay? <laughs> here's what I'm saying. The game ended on Wednesday. The scoreline... Was 6-1 That's not going to change Okay Whether the penalties Were dubious Or not <laughs> Barcelona Made history On Wednesday You are a true South African All I'm saying is this uh, If you That answer there Right there Says you're a true South African Thank you You've learned a lot By the way If you're looking for anything Inside that case Don't look anymore Because it's closed <laughs> Thank you Moving swiftly along Sounds like the leaders of this country <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a compliment uh, or yeah, yeah. what But nonetheless uh, We are going to move along swiftly We are joined by How do you actually describe uh, a person of such caliber? Like how would you put it into words When I was doing my research during the week Man, there's so much of it You know like on a daily basis You find so something much. on Monday And then you're like Okay, that's that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on a Tuesday, it's like, wait a minute, that's Whoa. even more impressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It goes on. There's another layer that comes out. Yeah. And another one, and another one, and you're like, it's, and you it's, become it's, more curious. You you do you do you try to find out. And finally, the moment comes, and you wonder if you're prepared enough, right? You know. And and you, there's, uh. there, there's things that truly make me nervous. I am a I'm a very outgoing person. I'm a Outspoken, loud mouthed, short individual. Woo! Well, I won't say short, I'll say fun sized, right? <laughs> <laughs> individual. And I don't mind meeting people. In fact, I enjoy meeting people. But there's some people, when you hear their names being mentioned, you're like, ah, oh, well, we might just have to postpone that one. <laughs> but it has to be done. It has to yeah. be done. Yeah. Uh, before we actually introduce who we're do. talking we do. to, uh, just Letting you guys know that I listen to your show. Uh, if you want to be in contact with us, you can send us your messages on WhatsApp because that's what we do now. Uh, 079-748-2090. That is the number you can, uh, add onto WhatsApp and send us your messages at cliffcentral.com, at jng underscore live, at jack underscore five foot four, at van given, at londisam underscore. It's, we, yeah, there's tons of ways you can be in communication with us But uh, mm-hmm. the reason you want to be in communication with us Is because we are joined by the incomparable, phenomenal uh, Do you have any hyperboles we can use here? I mean, it's just If I was asked, what is Africa? Right I'd point in that direction There we go I'd be like, Africa is, that is, there. There we go. right there 
This is what we are saying today. Africa. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, we are joined this afternoon by Dr. Precious Musepe. Woo! I, yeah. I, I, well, that, that, that needs do, something. Do, do, that, do, that, do you need something? That needs something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's befitting. We need it too. All right. We need it too. Okay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Justin. Londi and Nell, thank you so much for having me in the studio. You know, I'm not going to be mad at you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Jack, but I'll be Justin if you want me to. Be. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. okay. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you so much. Um, it's a beautiful day. It's wonderful to listen to your uh, show. Um, this is exciting to be here. Thank you so thank much you. for saying that. Thank you for joining us. Um, it, it's, it goes without saying that you are a very busy individual um, So we, we, we're not going to waste too much time uh, And we're just going to jump straight into it um, You know, I, I, I'm always fascinated when I meet people like yourself I always want to know how it all began I, I mean, we always find out what happens at the end of the story But no one really takes the time to find out what happened in the beginning Who is, before she became doctor, who is Precious? <laughs> Oh gosh, who is she? She is a young girl that grew up in Tladi in Soweto. Okay. Uh, was brought up by her grandmother. Um, has uh, three sisters, one brother. A family that worked very hard to um, ensure that we grew up with uh, values of Ubuntu. And thank you so much for that kind introduction. I'm, I'm really humbled. Um, and also instilled in us the value of hard work, education, um, and mother and father who were truly, truly phenomenal. Yeah. So that's who Precious is. In, in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, new Precious is also on social media, but barely so. Uh, she has a Twitter account. I think it's hers. Well, it is hers because I mean, well, I'm, I'm assuming it's hers. Or someone might have created it <laughs> as you. So there's a Twitter account that only has two tweets on there. Uh, the one tweet says, I hope Twitter will make me feel normal. Uh, <laughs> rings Butler for Evian. <laughs> so there's that. And the other really phenomenal thing or crazy thing that sort of scares me all the time yeah. is that these major individuals, these influential beings... Uh, on other people Like you, you and I's phones mm-hmm. We download their pictures And we like We have them on there But you Do you know that you are On other people's phones Like they put you up Even on Instagram uh, One person put up Put you up on Instagram And said One day is one day <laughs> <laughs> Like it's gonna happen I'm gonna be that being He's like, a man with a dream <laughs> You are everywhere Wow <laughs> I didn't know that But I uh, I mean uh, This is South Africa This is Africa And it's important that we all have people that we look up to yeah, and sure. I've always had people that I looked up to and if other people think I'm that person I'm, I'm honored and I hope I represent them well speaking of which um, you mentioned your parents earlier on and I, I would think it takes a special type of parent to raise a daughter like yourself mm-hmm. um, who were the type of people that you were looking up to well outside of your parents that is my grandmother was a huge influence in my life mm. Woo! Um, and um, of course, my, my, my sisters. I looked up to, when I knew that I wanted to study medicine, is when I lost my grandmother. I sat with my mom um, on a bench at Baragwanath Hospital. It was mm. then called Baragwanath. And yes. watched her, uh, you know, 
go into kidney failure and eventually I was I think I was seven years old and when we left I said to my mom you know I think I'm gonna be a doctor so I can help other people oh, wow. and uh, you know God willing that happened I became a doctor but uh, other things kept driving me um, and other people it, it's it's very important for us to realize um, how we get influenced by those around us for uh, sure you know. you know I've, I've well, at least in my own trials and tribulations, I've, I've, I've found that sometimes it's very difficult to match your ambition with your discipline. You know, more especially when in days like that we live in nowadays, more especially yes. with, with the different distractions that we come across. Um, what would be your advice to someone who struggles between knowing what they want and being disciplined enough to get there? You know, I think that's very important and we, nobody's short of ideas. We all have ideas. I always say to my boys, um, two of them are over 20 and my last one is 14. And I always say to them, you know, you must dream big, but make sure that you support your dreams with uh, daily action. You, you've got to break it down to yourself to say, sure. as you wake up every morning, what am I going to do today um, to you know, achieve my dream to, to walk towards that big dream, and it's the little things that we do every day, the, yeah. the, the small decisions that you make every day, that will eventually get you to where you're going. You know, whatever you're doing, ask yourself, is this getting me to where I want to be? For sure. You know? um, I've, I've got a really cool uncle. He actually said something similar to that. He said, "If small things don't make a difference, try to go to sleep with a mosquito in the room." <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it became so clear to me that, you know, it, it actually takes a day-to-day -day discipline. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. What a courageous decision to make at such a young age. What a strong decision to take to pursue uh, becoming a doctor, becoming a medical practitioner. So have you always had that foundation of strength instilled within you? Uh, and sort of when you aim at something, you don't stop until it's achieved. I think for most people, you know, um, uh, with your generation, of course, it's always <laughs> about, I want it now. now yeah. <laughs> you know, it has to happen now. But I think um, it's, 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 um, it's a long road, and we mustn't forget that, and you must always celebrate it with small achievements. Uh, you know, your small achievements, you must always learn to celebrate. But um, yes, you're right, in terms of discipline, um, it's, it is important to be disciplined. Um, we all love fun. Um, it's always going to be there. <laughs> You know, uh, but remember that uh, <laughs> So just go for your dreams And just do it We, we forget that as 20-somethings at times That the parties are always going to be there, man They always are What happened? Sorry <laughs> I had a sip of water switched off the mic My bad, sorry uh, The alcohol will always be there uh, The company will always be there But the success That might not come You might not get that If you don't work on it constantly Yeah you know? Um, you are a leading expert, leading fr uh, frontier in terms of the fashion industry, uh, in terms of what your work that you do in, in that field. Uh, we had Masichabanglovu in like last year, was around it? August. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. Year. yeah, it was. What? See, <laughs> already. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> and she had a show on SABC Two, uh, Mosewaka, where she talked to phenomenal women and in, ter in terms of what clothing, what role clothing plays in their lives. So, what, what stories do you think clothing has to tell, and you know, what role do does clothing play in your uh, personal capacity? Gosh, I think. Um, you know, the, the way we dress is somehow 
speaks louder than we can say about who we are and what our dreams are and what we believe in. Um, clothing is just uh, an external expression of, of who we are internally. Um, talking about clothing, I mean, I've gone from wearing a white lab coat <laughs> in hospital, um, gone on to do uh, things like um, look after the family foundation, um, and, and as well as fashion, uh, which, which, and these are things I'm passionate about. I really love what I do. I'm very lucky. Um, and, and that makes it easy for me to, to, to do what I do. But, um, clothing speaks loud. They, you know. Do you know, I, I, while I was uh, reading up about you, I was trying to figure out how those two things came together. Being a doctor on the one side, and then being uh, a, a chairperson of an organization as the uh, African Fashion, uh, excuse me, I'll International. tell you, inter- excuse International. me, International, sorry. Right. Um, yeah. how, how did those two come together? Again, it's uh, you know you, you you dream of things and you you wish to do things, but you they stay at the back of your mind um, and don't happen immediately. So, I've I've practiced as as a doctor. I loved doing it. Um, what frustrated me working in my practice was that I wanted to reach more women, and I wasn't able to do that in the confined space. You know, I could yeah. only see so many people a day. At a day, yeah. Yeah. So um, I decided um, one of my passions is reading. I love to read, hmm. and I love to share information um, so when when um, Zipi and I decided to start with the foundation the family foundation where we educate young you know kids take them to university um, I thought for me getting information out there particularly to people like Ulondi <laughs> the ladies uh, is very very important uh, because of my experiences uh, as a young doctor actually realizing that hey you know our people don't really have access to information. Um, it might be a very educated person, or it could be a domestic worker. Um, but when it came to critical, essential information, they just did not have access to that. And uh, it's always been my dream to develop a, either a book or a way of communicating to people, whether they're in rural communities or in the townships. Um, and and that came to fruition of. Of the little black book, black book, which we launched the other day. Yes. Um, but how I got into fashion was also I love. We all love clothes, don't we? Mm-hmm. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and I noticed through my travel that um, you know, um, going to Paris Fashion Week before I got into the industry, that um, Russian people, Chinese people, uh, you know, they all were showcasing at these big platforms. And I thought we we actually had more creativity, you know. Uh, we're really the cradle of humankind. Mm. Yeah. And I wasn't seeing Africa represented out there. And, you know, that got me thinking, how, how does one put together a platform that can propel young fashion designers to become global brands? Mm. And, um, and, and that's how African Fashion International was started. It was uh, really initiated to be that platform that markets, propels, and promotes um, African um, designers. When, when you sit down and think about what you want to accomplish and it happens, does it happen that sometimes you, you fail to get to, to accomplish a certain thing that you wanted to do? And how do you, how do you come back from that? Oh, absolutely. That's a very important question and I'm glad you asked me. Um, I, I'll tell you a few, f- um, failures, I guess. I 
when I finished my, my medical studies, I wanted to, to study pediatrics, become a, a pediatrician. I did a diploma in, um, in, in pediatrics, that is fin after finishing seven years of medical school. I passed that, I finished, and then I wanted to go on and specialize. It's a four-year degree to do, become a pediatrician. And I did my primaries and I didn't pass. It was such a crushing thing. It was terrible. Mm. I had never failed, you know, at school or university. For, for an overachiever. Mm. It was terrible. I actually took time off. Um, I was then married to, to, to Mr. Mutepe and um, I took time off. I stayed at home to think through what I really wanted to do. Mm. And I realized pediatrics is not really what I wanted to do. I'm driven to studying. I love to read, but I didn't want to spend my time in a hospital. Um, I love children, by the way, but mm. uh, working in a pediatric environment was not really suited to me. Mm. So... I let that go. And I remember when I let that go, I just took all of the files that I had from pediatrics and I burned them. I said, okay, that's gone. Now. You yeah. didn't even give it away. You just burned them. I just got rid of them. And I said, okay, now where do we go from here? And um, that's when I decided women's health was more in line with who I was and how I could contribute to mm. uplifting women in South Africa. And I studied women's health instead. So um, coming back from... Um, Failure is tough. Yeah. You know, you, you feel personally like you failed, but maybe that's not what you were meant to be yeah. doing, you know. And uh, when, you know, they say when one door closes, the other one opens. Yeah. And, um, and I'm glad that I didn't go that route because uh, I would have been very frustrated, I think. Wow. Uh, we're sitting with the chairperson of Africa Fashion International, Dr. Precious Mutsepe. Um, I, okay, I'm going to veer off for a, little, for a bit. Okay, for, I have two questions I want to ask. I suppose let, let me do it in one go. Um, have you ever seen your face frown? You were talking about uh, failure just now, and in all the pictures that I've seen you, you are always just smiling. And when you, when you were sitting here before we spoke to you, there wasn't a frown on your face. Have you ever seen your face just like upside down? <laughs> 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 Are you even capable of frowning? <laughs> like it's just like no, it's not possible. It's, it's, it's not. No, it's it's looking, not. Just looking. You at have her to face, ask my children. You can't. <laughs> You can't picture her frowning. No, yes, yes, it looks impossible. I think we can get this one out what? of the way. I, I don't, I, I don't mind. I'll answer this for you. Okay. Any woman with a child frowns. Absolutely. Any, any woman, <laughs> no doubt about with it. With a child, at some point, will frown. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I have, I have a belief that women have always been alive. Um, that women. Have, have been built Like they're complete But Men are under construction um, And I see this through, through the actions That women take There are some women That will come into your life And Will help you Raise your building Go higher Or they'll knock you down So for that aspect For that sense of being Of knowing how to weave yourselves Into life I believe that women Have always been alive and What do you wow. think of that? That's um, that's a huge compliment, and um, and I think you're right. Um, I don't know what you think, Lundi, <laughs> but but women have always been the backbone of society. You know, I I raised three boys, and they always questioned me, why are you so much into women's issues, women's mm. health, and and now with the fashion, you're always looking at uh, women's fashion and women fashion designers. Uh, you know, with our bursary programs, I always ask my team, how many of those students are women? women. You yeah. know, um, I, I think. Uh, 
women's potential has not been realized uh, as it should be. And I think um, we need to empower more women to take up um, positions of leadership and power. And it's fantastic to see that you've got Ulondi in the studio. Yeah, we needed a rose <laughs> amongst these thorns. We yeah, needed a rose. Yeah. We couldn't just be sitting here as thorns. We needed a rose. I, I wanted to ask you that you you are so much into empowering women. And obviously, it's, every now and then you, you're going to step on... Toes. Most male toes. How how do you how do you strike that balance? How do you make sure that your voice is heard and you are going to continue and be the voice for women? Um, you know, for for me, it's not about male bashing. Yeah, it's never about male bashing. I had amazing. I had a fantastic father. My, my dad. I could do no wrong in his eyes. You know. Um, and, and and I look at up to him. He he was my first um, you know exposure to the male figure. Mm. Um, you know, so I, I have huge respect for men. So it's always about uh, for me. We have left behind fifty percent of our population, uh, which is women. Mm. How do we fast track their empowerment to get mm. to a phase where men and women can work together to get our country? Moving forward, we we need to 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 be in that place. Mm. So it's never about uh, talking down about men. No, um, I love the men in my life. I'm the only woman in my house, mm. yeah. <laughs> and they understand that the passion is from trying to help the one half of the of, of the population. You know, uh, come up and uh, contribute effectively. You know, when people. Um when it comes to women's rights and, and the, the obstacles that women face on a daily basis, a lot of us don't take into consideration the history of the world, never mind this country. Mm. Uh, in more than one country, you'd find um, where even when black people were given the right to vote in certain countries, the women were not. Women had to then put together their own struggles and, and their own uh, strike actions and all of those things in order to be even seen equal to men you know you would have men working all day women being stuck at the home and they would have to then forsake their dreams their aspirations just to raise the family i i I think sometimes because we live in a world whereby it seems as if women are given the opportunities that men are we we seem to think that it's it's okay it's all hunky-dory i think even even not not even in the sense that women had to fight to to be to get to the point where the, their rights are equal as men, just to be heard. Exactly. Yeah. That on its own. True. It, it's, it must be, it, it's such a daunting thing that you have to resort to, resort to, to strikes and everything yeah. and protests and all that just to be heard. For sure. Absolutely. But if I may say that, um, in our work, we also make sure that, um, we educate our boys. To be able to, you know, uh, accept the fact that uh, women empowerment is not a threat, mm. but it's something that can complement them True. even know, further. Yeah. You know, and, and when you men have been running things for so long, aren't we tired? Like, <laughs> let's take a break for a second. I mean, you know, yeah. let's let's relax for a minute. Have they? Have we really? Um, In most cases you find that It's women that have been pulling the strings But the men have been the forefront Because the women couldn't come out from the shadow And that's what I'm saying Because at the time it wasn't going to be accepted as good enough If it was coming from a female voice For sure um, because of the perspectives, the patriarchy that exists in society as well, uh, so it's it's not easy. And I suppose, especially more so as a black woman, 
that adds yes. even more mm. yeah, to it, what you have to do. You have to work twice as hard. Twice as twice. True. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. As a woman, you have to work twice as hard. Exactly. To 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 get to achieve half of what most men have achieved. Yeah, uh, it's such a sad thing. I think that, that that would be the perfect way for us to jump into the precious little black book. Yeah, um, I love this cover. My God, it's so amazing, right? Like, like, what is this? Now that I've picked it up, I don't want to put it down. I want to put it in my mouth. <laughs> I want to eat that book. Oh, the colors—they represent everything. There's these strongness, there's power, there's right? feminine as well. There's a little bit of everything. Uh, so okay. there's, there's a line straight after the title. It's, it, it reads, A Resource Guide for Women Across South Africa. Now, mm-hmm. this, th- I believe this is a collaborative effort. Absolutely. Um, I did not write this book. It's, um, I had a team of researchers. I had um, from the foundation people that did a lot of work to, to find the information. This book is a compilation of um, some of the stuff when I worked as a doctor. Uh, in my practice, I would make notes for people when they came for consultation, just tips on how to take better care of yourself and how to manage your stress, uh, you know, how to deal with uh, anorexia, you know, those little notes. And I thought when I stopped practicing, these would be useful notes to put together and uh, compile a book but then we realized that um, you know in the in the fashion business as well which I'm a part of or in business in general um, women lack information there, there is uh, uh, lack of access to information where particularly in rural communities people don't know where to go to apply for a loan they don't know um, where to you know access markets they don't know how to market themselves effectively so we decided back then as the women's unit of the foundation to put together this booklet which um, speaks to students we talk there about how to get a bursary we talk to students about how to um, choose subjects that will ensure that when you finish school you are employable or you can start your own jobs. Um, we talk to students about uh, how to put together their CV. We talk about, uh, for women in the workplace, sexual harassment, for instance. We talk to women in general about mental health disorders. We talk about depression, uh, eating disorders. It's just a compilation of uh, where to apply for um, home loan, yeah. uh, for instance. Um, how to apply for a child's grant um, and emergency numbers, you know, often people have an emergency and, and they have no, no clue idea who to, who to call. Yeah. yeah, and and you, it's 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 like um, a lot of people. Well, more, more especially in rural areas and places like Soweto and whatnot, uh, you find that a people, a lot of people, their dreams just die yes. because they don't really know how to access those kind of things. Yeah. and I, I think this book makes sense to me now. Uh, in as far as what you guys were trying to put together um, You had the launch a couple of days ago Yes we did It was International Women's Day And uh, belated happy International Women's Day <laughs> right? to you Lundi. Thank you uh, And to the women in your lives uh, to Both of you Yes, so. yes. Oh yes I hope that <laughs> yeah. good. I called my mom My little sister oh, That's so beautiful Yeah so we, we, I made sure that everyone Every woman in my life Kind of knew yeah. what was going on <laughs> oh, You're great <laughs> We need more men like you I try. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Londi, you were there. Yeah, How was yes. the launch? Uh, Paint the picture. It for was us. very informative. Mm. Um, it was it was broken into segments. There was there was a media panel. There was education panel. There was health and business. I, I couldn't go through all of them. Yeah, because. 
yeah, I just got so consumed. I, I, I went to the media and to the business uh, uh, thingy. And, oh my goodness, to, to see women who are doing such amazing things and who are owning international companies. It was so amazing. And, and the amount of information, because obviously there's, there's a panel and they have been, there's us who are sitting there and listening and to see women coming all the way from free state and saying, listen, we are here because we feel like no one comes to us and yeah. we are here. We need to be exposed to these things that you guys are talking about. We need you guys to come back and, and, and bring all that you're talking about here to the rural, to, to the rural areas. And it was, it was, it was such an amazing experience. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, I, I was just consumed the whole time. That's really cool. That is really so cool. So happy to hear. Um, with with some of the issues that um, women face in this country, I mean, I heard an alarming statistic a while back. Uh, about 7 million school kids can't go to school because of uh, sanitary pads yeah. or the lack thereof. Exactly. Um, yeah. When you hear such, t- I mean, 7 million is not a small number. No. And, and when you're looking at the different types of issues that women face outside of the, the sanitary pads issue, how... How do you go about tackling such issues? I, I can imagine the book is one way of doing yeah. it. Um, your foundation, how, how do you go about tackling issue maybe one yeah. at a time or do you spread it out? Look, I don't think uh, even Bill Gates has the resources to solve yeah, yeah. huge problems like that. So um, we, we break it into two bits. It's what we can do immediately and mm-hmm. what we can afford to do. And, and then there's the long term, what we can do on a long term basis. So short term, we have um, committed 1,200 bursaries to students uh, to study in the science, technology, engineering and, and, and uh, math uh, programs at universities throughout South Africa. So that then addresses um, the education bit. And as I said, we ensure that 50% of these are girls. Okay. We also work with with, uh, schools um, in the nine provinces. So we have identified uh, primary schools as well as secondary schools where we um, support the schools with infrastructure problems and they give us their wish list mm. and, and we see what we can do within um, uh, their wish list. In the, in, I think in October last year, we, uh, myself and Mr. Motipa visited, about, we, we made 102 commitments in schools. Uh, we're not yet done. We're going to be visiting other provinces and um, made commitments which we're currently working on um, in terms of um, assisting these these schools. And that's on a short-term pre- uh, basis. Long-term, um, we have a program with the Women's Unit of the Foundation called Gender Responsive Budgeting Initiative. Now, this is a program and or a tool whereby we encourage government to really look at the budget because, you know, um, the government can say this is a priority for us, this is important for us, education is important, women are important, this is important. But without a budget to support that commitment, nothing gets done. So that's why you end up with kids who drop out of school School, because they do not have sanitary towels, you know, I mean, uh, simple things like that. And once you you, you lose those kids, um, you know, early on, you have lost them. They're not going to go to university. For sure. You know, so... um, 
we try and tackle the problem um, at two levels um, and we work with uh, the Department of Education, with the health department, we work with other um, you know, private companies, um, you know, um, if I may mention Microsoft, for instance, is digitizing the book for us. Okay. Um, so it's about partnerships um, and, and how we can leverage these partnerships to reach as many people as we can. That's really interesting. Hmm. Um, you know, when, when a woman walks into a shop or wherever the book is purchased, um, what type of woman do you see coming out on the other side once they get to the other end of the book. <laughs> wow, that's a powerful one. Um, you know, I mean, the the purpose of the book was to inform, educate, and share knowledge. So, this book, uh, when when we started writing, it took us three years to put it together, mm. and we kept asking ourselves, who are we writing for? Is this for a woman who lives in Senton or a woman in Limpopo? You know, who is this person that we write for? And we ultimately discovered that actually it cuts across the board. So okay. it's a book that a young uh, university student or a secondary you know, school student can find information that is relevant to them in here. I mean, there's issues on contraception, as I said, uh, bazaaris and what have you. Sure. Um, so it, it it addresses most um, issues that women face across the ages and across the board. Um, and I'm hoping that anybody who picks up this book will, you know, read it um, and keep it and refer to it because it's a reference book. Yeah. Um, we're not selling the book at this stage. We're partnering with people who will produce more of it, you know, to, to, to distribute. We're targeting NGOs, hospitals, and school libraries to put this book into. And um, there is a version that is available on our website okay. um, to be downloaded. That's, that's, that's really amazing. Um, really someone is. sent me a, a question. She says, do people have an obligation to help others or should people be responsible for themselves? Please ask Dr. Motsipi for me. Yeah, I think that's a very um, poignant question because with the foundation, we always, our, our tagline is we want to help our people help themselves. You know, they say uh, you can't give a person a fish. You have to teach them how to fish so they can oh. help themselves. So we always emphasize sustainability in every project that we do um, we want people to be able to be, live independent lives um, and help themselves um, do you have an obligation no you don't and yes you do <laughs> because um, we have this phrase that dada taught us mm. the ubuntu thing yeah, and we've grown up like that. Philanthropy is not something that's new. We used to borrow, you used to borrow sugar with your neighbors. I know you guys don't do it now, but when I grew up, <laughs> never. No, no, no. I grew up in Soweto. We so did. We still do. We still do. Actually, we still do. We still do. <laughs> Maybe you borrow airtime, but um, <laughs> in my days, it was really borrowing sugar. So helping each other has always been something that is in our culture as mm. black people. Are you ever going to go on vacation? By that I mean, is it ever going to be about you at some point in life? You know, um, I have this thing. When, when you go on, an, on, a, uh, on a trip and you go on an aeroplane, they always say to you, the air hostess will say to you, put on your own mask before you help the people sitting next to you, um, you know, whether it's your child or somebody <laughs> else. So, and that is significant. You've got to help yourself before you try and help anybody else. So I do try and look after myself also. Oh. 
you can't you can't treat yourself like a workhorse. Like you can't be running all no. day every day. At <laughs> no. some point you're gonna need, you to need to sit to down. Slow down. You know, yeah. yeah. Like you don't, no one wants to deal with a tired person all the time. You mm. need to revive yourself a little bit. With that being said, what do you do to relax, to to break away from the work and everything in between? What is it that you do and you're like, this is my space and this is me relaxing right now? I can see you guys really love your job. <laughs> this is not work for you. At all. At all. I don't know why they try to tell us this is work. This is not, this is not work. I'm glad your mom never told you. Because to- <laughs> this is what you were destined to do. You know. So I, I think I relax in my work. Uh, we'll be in Cape Town end of this month, uh, you know, from the 22nd to the 25th at... Um, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week Cape Town. I'm going to be enjoying the Mother City as well as watching some amazing shows. And uh, that's that's relaxing. That's the perks <laughs> of the work. I have one final naughty yeah. question. You can, <laughs> you can choose to not answer it but because I want to do it and it's in my mind. Um, can I get into the Mutsipe bedroom just for a little bit? <laughs> what? No, oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. No, Let me put this out not as even. a disclaimer. <laughs> Newa always does this. So, like... Um, Newa, I have... Three young men <laughs> who might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not that naughty. Yeah. Uh, throughout the interview, you've said, Mr. You've, call, you've called your husband uh, Mr. Mutsipen, Tate Mutsipen. Yeah. Um, do you have like a pet name, like a sweet, like a baby, or like Bay? You know, something like, call, like oh, my lover, my Ponko Nuno, sweet lamb, something. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just trying to get in. You don't have to answer. Sweet moon. I mean, <laughs> my Mutsipen Lisha, something. <laughs> Oh uh, no I don't have to answer it No you don't, you don't. Thank you Okay <laughs> But you do yes. Clearly you do no. But you don't have to answer it You don't But I mean If if we can talk about your marriage for a second I'll t- stay out of the bedroom <laughs> I promise to stay out of the bedroom um, You know a lot of people have Tons of perceptions about You know power couples as they're called Um Do you ever find yourself in situations whereby you might be uh, I don't know how to phrase this question But like do you ever feel that your relationship is ever attacked or under attacked Because of the people that you are and because of the notoriety that you have I mean it's not like you guys can walk around without being noticed type thing Well you know um I've been with um, my husband now for 30 years. Wow. Uh, we met at Varsity. And I think the one thing that attracted me to him uh, is just his humility and his love for people. We have the same values. We both, we're both Catholic. We drag each other to church every Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> yeah. you know? When one doesn't feel like going, the other one's like, come, let's go. We have to go and thank, give thanks. You know? So... Uh, I don't think we take this to our heads. We don't make it become us. We know who we are. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, yes. you know, we, we, we try and stay grounded and we teach our children that as well. Can we put like billboards everywhere of if you're going to live your life, this is how you should do it? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just do everywhere. it like this. <laughs> yeah, do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. have. You have five questions. Jeez. No, okay. but it's, it's. You've got three minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Let's. Uh, it's, 
Okay. Um, it's either you choose this or that. Okay. Yeah. Um, summer or winter? Winter. Theater or cinema? She was. Can I choose both? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed. Uh, book or movie? Book. Tea or coffee? Tea. <laughs> Day or night? Oh my word. Day. I was happy yeah. with the winter answer. Yeah, the winter, yeah. Winter. <laughs> Come on, winter. Already, it must just arrive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, looking at the time, we are gonna have to get out of here. Um, in in you know? in in closing, um, how do people get into you know get their hands on a copy of this book? Um, where do they go if they want to be a, uh, uh, maybe help out as well as in, in your initiatives uh, with the foundation? How do they get into contact with you? That kind of maybe put it in a nutshell. Oh, thank you. I so love much. saying nutshell. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a new thing. It's a great thing. Um, the book currently is available for on our website, so people can actually get on the website and download it. That is the mutsipafoundation.org. That is correct, yes. Um, we will be distributing it, as I said, in libraries, in schools. Um, the uh, Microsoft is helping us to digitize. So for young people who like their you know, cell phones, you will be able to check on your phone and uh, get information on the morning after pill if you need one urgently, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. that is the type of um, interaction that we hope, you know, we will get with the book. Um, and, but for now, this is where it's available. And if you want to assist with the foundation, again, you can write to info at the uh, dot org. Short and wow. sweet. You know, that was really a nutshell, <gasps> really juicy one. Your social media presence. She's not on social media. She's not. She has a fake Twitter account. It's not her. Okay, okay. look out for that one. Look out. Don't yeah. do it. No, the foundation has a social media presence here. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, there you have it. Um, such a fantastic, fantastic show. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we've been so blessed to come across so many inspirational, thought-provoking individuals. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that were listening, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed uh, having her in studio. So you've got all the information that uh, mutsipafoundation.org. That's where you can get yourself a copy of the book. And please, the men out there, get yourself a copy as well. I yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> this, this whole mishmash of us trying to block women from doing what they want to do is rubbish. Needs to come to an end. Uh, considering the fact that we might just be on the precipice of having a female president in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Would you believe it? It could happen. It could. It could. Very happen. much so. Very much whether, so. Whether, if whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> and Tulima Donzella, if she's a proxy, she's a proxy. It's none of your business. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just like that, we're out of here. Now I'm so happy you're back. Yeah, uh, man. Your hands should heal in quick time. We don't want to miss you anymore. Okay. No, this thing is not on. It's not at all. All right, uh, it's about that time for us to get the hell up out of here. Thank you so much for joining us. You can catch us next week, same time, same place. But other than that, you can download the podcast. Yeah. Cliffcentral.com.